Welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast, episode 33. It's the Bruins and Hurricanes Game 6 recap with Maddie and Smitty. And it's brought to you on our new home, the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. And download the Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from our new show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up at BetUS.com with the promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is BETUS.com and use the promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. Bet US. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Well, tonight, the Bruins brought their best effort of the series and get a 5-2 to two win to stay alive and force a Game 7. Uh, just a tremendous effort from everyone, I thought. And they played the type of first period I think they had to play, even though it was scoreless at the end of one. I thought they kept it simple. I thought they get pucks in deep. Uh, they played physical hockey. They shots were 11-8 Carolina. And it was sort of a, you know, it was a just good workman-like type first period. And then Marchand gets that signature snipe goal, similar to the one he had in Luongo in the Stanley Cup Finals, short side high, off foot. Uh, and then, you know, Charlie Coyle, with a fortuitous bounce, but he give him credit. He he had some great positioning there to, to bang it home on the rebound, the power play, and you're up two to nothing, and that's the first time, yeah, you weren't down uh, at least one to nothing or two to nothing in this series. Uh, first time they're able to get on the board first, and I thought it lifted the building. I thought it lifted the players, and uh, my biggest two factors in the game, I thought, obviously killing the five on three in the penalties that came kind of one after the other. And then the other thing was the way they responded after Carolina scored to make it two to one in that tremendous shift that led to the hall of goal on the great shot passed by McAvoy. After we thought McAvoy was dinged up a bit, he comes up, makes a huge play. Yeah, it, it was the game of the year. I mean, with it all on the line, they all showed up. I mean, there was contributions across the board. Like you said, Hollis scores, Lazar scores, um, McAvoy with a great pass. You know, Felino gets an assist. The fourth line was really good. Uh, Marchand obviously setting the tone. Pasternak was engaged physically from the very beginning, had three or four hits in the first period. Uh, it kind of carried over. They they held their own in the first, and then Marchand uh, broke broke through, and and then the you know the floodgates opened after that. As uh, you know, they played a kind of a tight game. They got the power play goal. Uh, Carolina cut into it, and then they extended the lead, and and uh, and really pretty easily finished it off uh, in the third. Even though you know Carolina gets a late power play goal, but uh, um, really it was a it was a huge win. And, uh, you know, they needed it, and they need the same effort Saturday night in Carolina. 
They do. They, they absolutely do. And I thought tonight, though, they they really looked like the they looked like the better team, and they looked like the more confident team. It, it looked they flipped the script, and even though they won the, the games three and four at home, this was to me an even better display of what they can do against this Carolina team if they just stick to their system and what they, you know, and what you know they need how they need to play you know, to beat them. And I, I think that tonight they slowed them down significantly. Hampus Lindholm, I thought, was terrific. He was. Um, defensively and offensively. Um, and that leads us to our Seven Sherps playoff edition sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woodsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week, and you can use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lopsbrewing.com and follow them on social media at at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. Number one chirp, the combo of Derek Forbort and Connor Clifton has really saved the Bruins. I mean, how about that, huh? How about that? People, I mean, we've been, we've been kind of, I've been kind of poo-pooing it like analytical darlings. I'll tell you what, those, those two men have stepped up huge in the postseason. They've been fantastic. They've been literally fantastic. And they, they're going to need it to continue if they want to win Game 7. Clifton's been really, really good. And Forbort's been really, really good on the PK. Scored a goal late. Um, just yeah. been tremendous. But both of them have been physical. They've been hard to play against. Um, they've really just uh, taken their game to a whole nother level in, in the postseason. And, uh, you know, if, if they somehow can win Game 7, it really would uh, do a lot to to put aside all those bad things that we've said about them over the course of the season. Sure. But, uh, you know, they've, they've uh, really been pulling their weight in this postseason. They have. And with, you know, with Lindholm and McAvoy being in and out of the lineup and with Grizzlick, you know, having a tough time and being scratched tonight and Carlo, you know, sort of up and down and Riley in and out of the lineup. Those two have been the steady, you know, the steady pair. Absolutely. And they've been just terrific. Uh, trip number two, Bruins role players have played well at home. Can they do it in a game seven on the road? That's, that's where the rubber hits the road, isn't it? Because the, the role players usually do play better at home across all sports, you know, right. NBA, same thing. Uh, usually your role players play better at home. The crowd's behind them. They get a little lift from that, a little energy from that. They need they need some of their veteran role players that they brought in for a little bit of higher money, a little higher price tag. They have some experience. Felino has some experience. Nosek has some experience. Hala has some experience. They need those guys in a game seven on the road to show up. They need a, they need to they need to bring the same effort an attitude that they had tonight in game seven. And the, the fourth line was very good tonight. I mean, they didn't score or anything. Or, uh, and well, Lazar really scored. The score. Lazar, well, Lazar scored. did score. Yeah. He scored the uh, empty, empty net. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I thought they played really well. They they really set the tone physically. I thought Felino was really good. I thought, I thought he the, had some – he was noticeable. Yeah, I thought the whole line was excellent. I thought I thought Nosek coming off the scratch was very good. You noticed him right. tonight. He was physical. He was taking pucks, getting pucks to the right. net. I thought he was he was played as well as he has in a long time. He, he did, and I and I thought that um, you know they they set the tone, like I said. And um, the thing is, it was nice to see Halla score because you need. Halla or Hall and Coyle scored tonight. You need a combination of those guys. 
to come through, specifically five on five. You know, I, I was surprised. I thought tonight would be a game we would see less penalties. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Across the league, there's just been a ton of penalties called. It's not your it's not your grandfather's uh, NHL playoffs. They they call a lot of penalties, uh, and they call it like regular season. They almost call it like preseason, and it's just unbelievable. But uh, I think that there may be a game here in Game Seven where it's all on the line, where you may not get so many penalties. And if you don't, then you have to beat them five on five. They mm-hmm. did it tonight, but then can they do it on the road? That's the big question. Uh, all right, sharp number three. Has there been a coaching edge in this series between Brenda Moore and Cassidy, you think? I don't know. I think right now I'd probably call it even. I mean, the series is even. They both made some adjustments. Brenda Moore went to the, you know, the media to get some penalty calls after the Bruins got nine power plays. Um, and that helped them out in game five. So I, I think at, up to this point, it's been pretty even. I think Cassidy's had to do more as far as, um, you know, tinkering with the lineup a little bit um, yeah. just because, you know, McAvoy had the COVID and Lindholm was injured. And, you know, there's been a few other guys, you know, the Grizzly thing, like he hasn't been playing that well. You know, he's made some he's made some adjustments and they've worked. So. Um, I guess maybe a slight edge to Cassidy, but I'd probably call it even right now. Yeah, and I think you might look back to the Brendan Moore challenge. Was it game four where he did that? He had that challenge of the goal and then the penalty and then the goal. And it kind of turned that game and kept the Bruins in the series. Mm-hmm. And you may look back at that as, as a situation where he may want to take that back. Just, you know, just kind of let it happen. Let the goal happen. And um, and then just go ahead and try to win the next period. Um, I, I'm kind of with you. I think it's kind of even. I think Cassidy's done a pretty good job. I mean, the, the Carolina's been relatively healthy. Yeah. The Bruins have had guys in and out of the lineup and, you know, dinged up. And do we put this guy in and COVID at the last second? And, I mean, there's been some real juggling of the lineup in the last few games here for Cassidy. So I'd probably give him a slight edge like you said, too, but. You know, we'll see in Game Seven who uh, who comes up. I, I do think though, if if the Bruins were to win Game Seven, that you know Carolina misses a, a golden opportunity right? oh. <laughs> because I think that they should beat the Bruins. They should, yeah. And, and if they don't, it's it's a uh, it's a fumble for sure for them. Uh, all right, uh, sharp number four, Hampus Lindholm uh, showed tonight the value he can bring. He was just great. Seeing passes uh, defensively, he was you know he's engaged. He was physical enough. I mean, he's not going to be a thumping kind of guy, but but he made some hits and he, you know, he's so good with the puck, sort of getting it to an area and then finding a seam pass. His his exit passing when he's on is very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you see the element he brings when he's back there. I mean, he played almost twenty five minutes tonight. He was he was solid. He was he intercepted some passes in the neutral zone. Jumped up in the play. Some great outlet passes to spring. You know, some not necessarily odd man rushes, but uh, you know, nice breakouts through the neutral zone. So he was he was fantastic tonight. Um, and they needed him to be. Um, and they're going to need him to be uh, in Game Seven as well. So because uh, he's going to be. If not twenty five, maybe thirty in in game seven. I think right. I think you might uh, as long as McAvoy's not too dinged up. I think you could see those guys approaching thirty minutes in in that one. No question, and I think you see now that this pairing could be really something special for a few years anyway. Uh, and you can see why they they traded for him and extended him. 
because it's a really good compliment to McAvoy when they're healthy and when they're playing well, and they'll only get better together with chemistry. Absolutely. Um, Number five, Chirp, the Bruins penalty kill was outstanding. Huge momentum swings. Uh, a big part of the game, like the 5-1-3, like we talked about. And Huge. You can't take those needless penalties, you know? <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. I mean, just, just a, a, couple of dumb, a couple of dumb penalties, like the Frederick penalty, you know, uh, did, did he... Did he yeah, take a Frederick break? with a with a you know sticking his stick out? Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, You know, and just putting it at the guy's feet. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was it was a hustle play. He's trying to poke it deeper. I get it, but you know, you you got to be more aware of your stick there. Same with Halla. He takes a yeah. wild swing to try to knock the puck out of the zone and clip somebody in the face. Like you just you can't do that type of stuff. Uh, no. against a team with as good of a power play as Carolina has, pretty soon it's going to bite you. So yes. you need to be much more disciplined than they have been in the series. They still need to play on the edge. They still need to play physical. Um, but, you know, and their penalty killing has been good. But, you know, it, can, it can't last for, forever. So they yeah. really need to be better disciplined in game seven or maybe the referee swallow the whistles we'll we'll see yeah we'll see but i you said it in the last episode like the stick discipline has been poor I yeah mean, i mean riley did the same thing by one handed stick to the face of somebody didn't he get a fine for it five grand or whatever it was was that was that riley yeah i think it was i mean probably they find the bruins yeah. for everything like the bruins can't get away with <laughs> oh, anything it was four board yeah four four but yeah yeah i mean the bruins get fined for everything and people yeah. just can take liberties and and it and it doesn't matter. Like in scrums tonight, again, Marshan yeah. gets four minutes, Kakinyemi gets zero minutes. Like, yeah. how is that even fucking possible if you're watching the game? Yeah, how is it possible? Unless somebody, unless somebody does something egregious in a scrum, yeah, a scrum should be a match or nothing. Yeah, like it's a scrum, dude. But guys are face washing each other, punching each other, pushing each other, right? Headlocking each other. Yes. You know, nobody should be isolated in that situation. No. Say, oh, yeah, you you did worse. That's just silly, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, that's and what I'm got, trying. If you want the Bruins to fight for their teammates and all this other stuff that they get hammered on, and then they do it in a scrum, and then they get the penalty, they're going to be less likely to do yeah, it. Yeah, you have you would you have to be less likely to do right. it if every time you get involved in something, you come out of it shorthanded. Yeah, it only a smart, only a dumb team would keep doing it, right? So for Trent Frederick, yeah, you're, you're one of those. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. I mean, you have to kind of avoid those situations if you're the Bruins, I think, because they call you for it every goddamn time, and and they it, they've for some reason are not matching it, which no. and, you know, and you get a blows minor. my mind. I mean, my thank God it was five to one. I mean, you get a double minor. I'm like, oh God! It's like, um, all right, number six until tonight. The Bruins defenseman had just four points in the series combined. 2011 Cup winning defense had 54 points in the playoffs. Um, this could be contributing to some of the five one five struggles. No. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we're I mean, it's, the forwards. Right? I mean, it's, and, we, and we hammer on them. We do. We hammer on the secondary scoring. But is it the defensive problems that we have moving the puck and getting, you know, jumping up into the play and making the right play, making the right pass, getting pucks on net and all those types all of things? Of, all of those things. All right? of it. And it's so some of it is the defense. 100% some of it's the yeah. defense. That's why tonight, you know, they do well. Forward scores, you know, Clifton. Right. Uh, has another solid game. Clifton scored the other night. You know, McAvoy with a great pass tonight. 
Mm-hmm. You know, those, they need the defense to start the offense. You need good outlet passes. You need good transition. You need good puck movement. You need them to be able to rush the puck. You need them to be able to jump up and make good decisions with it when they do jump up. All of those things mm-hmm. play a huge right. part. Part of the reason Carolina is so good and, and has been so good all year, all their guys can move the puck. All their guys can jump up into the play. All their guys get shots through. That's part of why they're so dynamic offensively. Right. Right. And I think that's a that's something that, I mean, we get on the defense about the defensive zone, and we get on the offense because of the secondary scoring. But sometimes I think people don't realize that the defense is creating some of those problems. Uh, it needs to be better and more like today. And I think Lindholm playing 26, 28, 30 minutes helps too. Uh, all right. Chirp number seven, game seven predictions. Bruins two to one. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a heart monitor game. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blood pressure game. It's going to be a, give me my medication game. Where's my inhaler? Where, where's the booze? Where's the shots? I need some weed. It's going to be all that type of game. It's going to be like, (laughs) mellow me out. Give me some chips. I need a thousand beers, you know, whatever. It's going to be one of those. It's going to be a nail biter two to one. Bruins, yeah. Bruins win it uh, yeah. late, and yeah. we'll let's let's yeah. go. We'll go. We'll say uh, Nick Foligno scores a game winner. Oh Jesus! I'll tell you what. It's gonna be one of those thirty seconds left and shot, save, shot, blocked, shot. <laughs> well, the guy's laying on the ice and just you know, come on, tick, 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 tick. Yeah, know? gonna be one of those. I almost, um, I almost tweeted that out tonight. I there was like eleven forty two to go or something like that, and the Bruins had scored to make it five one. I almost started tweeting out the tick, tick, and I was like, it's too fucking early. It's too early. Can't do it. But I tell you, how, how about that? Four to one. I guess it doesn't matter. But four to one, and you was it no three? Was it three to one or four to one when they pulled pull the goalie with like five minutes left? Yeah, it was four to one. They pulled the goalie with five four minutes. Four to left. one. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I guess it does. I mean, you're down three, but that seems like seems a little early. I don't know, but more and more coaches are going to that pull four, five, six minutes left. Um, oh, wait, was it four early. to? No, because they didn't score to ma- until it w- made it five two, right? It wasn't four two; it was five two. It was five one, five one, and then no, five two. That was that was that was Lazar's goal to make it four to one. So that was four. I think it was four forty left. Oh yeah, so it was three yeah. to one. Yeah, and then they scored the fifth goal. But you know, and I'll tell you this: maybe they've watched the video, Brendan Moore on them, and said, you know, the Bruins have a bitch of a time scoring empty net goals. Yeah. And and the whole time will be six on five in their end. So so maybe that's what they're going with the analytics there. Mm-hmm. Um, my prediction. Oh, fuck. Uh, I'm gonna go. You better pick the fucking Bruins. You pick yeah, them to win the I, series. I, I, you better fucking pick, the pick them. I, I you know what? I almost want to go one nothing. Like I oh my god! Like don't don't you. Up. Where it's just gonna be like oh my god that's worse than my pick that's worse than mine i know it's just, I, I feel that <laughs> i might have a heart attack and die i'm not i'm not i'm not i was gonna say i'm not sure we'll be around to do a game seven reca- recap if it ends one nothing i might be dead i might be dead yeah i, I want to go two to one I, I'm, I'm with you two to one I, I like that you know bruins score first carolina scores you know kind of latish 
Then it's back and forth. Get a late Bruins. Goal yeah. to, to go up two to one and then survive. You know, Connor's on the ice. So, uh, you know, we'll see. And the thing is, though, if they do win this game seven, you know, you might have, you know, Pittsburgh with Crosby dinged up. And then, you know, winner of Toronto, Florida. Uh, imagine if it's Pittsburgh, Toronto, St. Louis. Imagine if that's the road, like Redemption City at the end. So, you know, we'll see. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tall ass going down there and winning. Like, they've kicked our ass down yeah, there. I mean, they've won, they've scored five goals in each of the three games. They have kicked, and not, and, and the, include the regular season. They have kicked our yeah. ass down yeah. there. Down so, there, yeah. We we really need to get the first goal, get a lead, you know, yeah. and and work our asses off. Work yeah. our asses off. Absolutely. All right, beauties and benders time. My three beauties. Number three, Brad Marchand, ten points in three home games in this series and had the big snipe goal to put the Bruins in front early. So Marchand has really turned it on after a really difficult last 15 games or so of the season. Uh, number two, Hampus Lindholm, very good two-way game tonight, showed his value, uh, very good offensively contributing there and also defensively with McAvoy. And then number one, Bruce Cassidy, had the team prepared, he made a tough call on scratching Grizzlick. I mean, that's a tough call. It is. I mean, he's a, he's a veteran guy who's been with you and guy, you know, coaches like Cassidy tend to go with what got you there. He, that's why he stayed with Nosek. And that's why he, you know, put Frederick back in and, you know, they kind of go with what they know and what has brought them there. And to take Grizzlick out is a, is a tough one. That is a tough one. And he did it. And I give him credit for it. He didn't overthink it. He, he didn't make a ton of changes in the bottom six. You know, he took Wagner out, put Frederick in. When we thought that maybe Nosek would come out and Bleed would go in and McGoffin would go in. But he said, no, we're going to go what what got us here. Uh, and he has his team in a game seven against a better team. So he's done a pretty good job. Absolutely. I would agree with that. I'd agree with all those, actually. Um, my beauties, uh, number three, I have the Bruins power play. Um, big goal by Coyle to extend the lead tonight. That was a huge goal. Um, and I thought it looked better overall. They had a couple of really good chances, got pucks to the net. Um, not early really, but as the, as the game went on and they started to feel it a little bit, they, they were starting to zip the puck around like they can. Uh, Pasta had uh, a, a great one-time chance off a, off a pass from Bergeron on a, on a kind of an odd man. Um, so the, I thought the power play looked better and they, you know, obviously got a huge goal. Um, at number two, I have the Bruins, uh, penalty kill just in the second period alone, just huge, um, oh, yeah. saved the five on three, uh, you know, kills that off. They had a, you know, took, I think three penalties in a row included, mm-hmm. including the five on three killed all of them. I mean, just, just huge. I mean, that's the difference in the game really, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, after right. the Marshian mm-hmm. gives them the lead, you know, Coyle gives you the two goal lead and then you can, you can kill that off and, and, you know, right. you kind of keep the momentum. The crowd was into it after that. And, uh, you know, that really went a long way to them getting the victory. And then number one, the whole fucking team, I, I thought, <laughs> I thought they were, they were just awesome. I thought they, yeah. I thought everybody brought it tonight, even Freddie, uh, even though he wasn't very good, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll include yeah. him in with everyone else. Um, oh, just, just, just because I'm, I'm not going to single him out as being, uh, specifically bad, even though he was, uh, yeah. but, but I would say the, the whole fucking team brought it tonight. And, yeah. uh, and they really deserve the win. You know, Frederick, and we've, you, know, we, you said it last 
episode you said you know it, it's the it's the stupid penalties and doesn't he take a fucking stupid penalty in the sure does period? like i mean for god's sakes freddie like for god's sakes freddie like the, you know you, first of all you're not going to catch that defenseman who's three strides ahead of you no nope. so you stick your stick out like it's a javelin and you stick it in his in his skates and he falls down like that's just a stupid penalty like continue to stride and then hit him at the end mm-hmm. you're not going to get that puck from him from that angle from way behind him and it just caused a penalty and that's stupid that is, you can't do that so don't don't do that and and I, you know it's just i i was i i wasn't surprised he was back in the lineup because you even said it you were like they're going to go with freddie last episode and I was like, oh, no, please, no. But they did. And, again, it's Cassidy going with the guys who got him that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, okay. But, God, he can't – he has a hard time against these types of teams with the speed. Like, he can't keep up. And he, he has no space and time to do anything, which no. he can't really do much anything. Anyway, like, he ju- it's not his wheelhouse. It's just not his wheelhouse. So, um, but you know, do you put Bleed in who's never played a playoff game? Do you put McLaughlin who's never played a playoff game? No. You know, I mean, that line was better overall. I think like you, like right. Coyle was good. Smith was noticeable. He had he had a couple of shooting chances. He was around it a little bit more. He had a breakaway chance from Marshan. I would have loved to see him bury that. Sure. Um, kind of shoots it into him. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe you know those guys can kind of bring him along. And and drag him into it, kind of like they did during the regular season. I mean, it wasn't really Freddie driving the line. <laughs> no, let's no, be, no, let's let's God. be let's be honest. <laughs> no, forgot he was along for the ride. Right, you know, he was along for the beers. All right, uh, Bender's time and my three Benders. Number three, Anthony D'Angelo. Face it, you're a neo maxi zoom dweeby. Terrible change leads to the Marchand goal where he goes off the ice and Clifton makes a great pass to Marchand. I think it was Clifton. It was tremendous pass. Yeah, right. Like over two lines, right to him, Mm -hmm. right at the right time before the other guy comes on the ice and they score the goal. Huge play. And D'Angelo is going off the ice like an idiot and leaving Marchand all along. Uh, Number two, Trent Frederick. Face it. You're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. Why is he back in the lineup? Another momentum-changing, dumb penalty. He doesn't do anything else. You know, they, fans are clamoring for him to get back in there and think he's something he's not, which he's not. Um, and, you know, again, what are your other options? I probably, Me personally, and I know you need a left wing probably, but I maybe put no sick up there with them and maybe have – and then keep Wagner and um, – you know, in the lineup, I don't know, but I, I just don't, I just hope Freddie doesn't screw it up. You know, I hope he isn't exposed in the next game because he'll be in there again. Uh, and then number one, Rod Brindamore. Face it, you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. A lot of pressure on him and them because if you lose this game seven, this is a joke. This is an absolute joke. You buried him the first two games. You came back to Boston. You took a lead in game three. You had them right on the ropes. And if you don't win this series against a team you should beat, the first wildcard team, and you don't win this series after what you've done to them in your home games, it's a joke. And you're, and the regular season. I mean, they right. they buckled yeah. them in the regular season too. So yeah. they had all the history on their side, all all everything on their side. I mean, it, they should have won the series you know, probably easily. Like I said, right. probably should have been Canes in five. If they win game three, you know, maybe yeah. the Bruins – 
tough it out, win game four. Carolina wins it at home in game five. Yeah. See you later. But Should have been it. Yeah, should have. Wow. Uh, so my benders, uh, number three, I have uh, – I don't even know what this guy's first name is. Yasperi Katkinyemi? Yeah, I think it's Yasperi. All right, we'll go with that. Basically, okay. you're a neo-maxi zoom dweeby. He had a high hit on McAvoy, left his feet. Yeah. McAvoy got a little dinged. Um, he sucks, and he's yeah. overpaid to suck. A I lot of money. Like, yeah. su- substantially overpaid to suck. He is. He's making $6.5 bucks on the fourth wow. line. To, be, yeah. to essentially be the fourth line center, right? Yeah. I mean, he's fourth liner. Yeah, he sucks. That's awful. He sucks. Jesus Christ. Um, number two, I have Sebastian Ajo. Face, you're a neo-maxi zoom dweeby. He was a minus two tonight, and he did not look like himself. He had he quite a few pretty glaring turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just pa- At one point, he just passed the puck directly to DeBrusque, who kind of sneaks in, and you know the Bruins get a pretty good chance off of that. Um the Bruins were physical with him. McAvoy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of inadvertent contact coming hard back into the play, leveled him, um, which, you know, I'm not opposed to. Like, no, if, right, if no. you can if you can knock that guy on his ass, take every opportunity to do Absolutely. so. Um, yeah. And maybe maybe he was feeling the after effects of that. Um, I, I I hope he was. I'm not yeah. saying I hope he had a concussion, but I, I hope, you know, he was, you know, a little dinged. I mean, yeah. Bruins they've got done, plenty. Of, been dinging the yeah. Bruins, so, Bru- yeah, Bruins got plenty of guys who are dinged. So sure. if he's if he's dinged, I'm 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 happy about that. Uh, and then number one, I have Brett Pesci. Base, you're a neo maxi zoom dweeby. He was also a minus two. Took a dumb penalty. Um, you know, whatever. Yeah, you can get on their defense. I mean, I mean. You know, you can get on their defense. I mean, if you get in there and you, and you keep hammering them, there's opportunities there. They'll turn it over. You know, you'll get some opportunities. I think the Brusque has done a pretty good job, but Felino had a couple where they turned it over and he was able to force some turnovers tonight. Like they'll turn it over and you'll you'll extend possessions in the in the offensive zone if you just keep at it. Yeah, they're not the uh, biggest guys, but they're no. they're all mobile and can move and stuff. But right. if you can go in and bang and make them yeah. work down low and get pucks to the net, you know, I mean, they're they're good and they're you know fairly strong and you know they're all good offensively pretty much, um, you know. But I think you can take advantage of them down low in the in the zone. Yeah, no one wants to get hit all night, so just oh. you know keep that keep that method right up. Mm-hmm. All right, we had a Bruins Benders poll. Who wins game six on Thursday night? And we had 71% say the Bruins and 29% say the Canes. So fans knew that this was happening tonight. Good call, everybody. Did, did, they, did they know? Yeah, you and I were part of the 29% because we, we had losses. Did we they know or were they, were they thinking with their hearts and not with their I heads? I think they were thinking with their hearts. I'll well, tell you what, it's funny. Bruins fans will do that defense mechanism. They suck. They're done. They're not yeah. going to win. But then oh, yeah. they put a poll out. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to say they're going to win. I'm not yeah. going to say they're going to lose. Right. You know? No, yeah, they, I mean, you'll you'll hear they suck and terrible, all terrible and all this, like all season long, all year long, you know. Everybody sucks. Yeah. The team sucks. Trade everybody. Fire everybody. They yeah. all they all blow. But yeah. you know, when it comes right down to it, you know who's going to win? Bruins. Bruins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they stink. They say, they, they stink. Yeah. They're terrible. Not, right. Nobody can play. We we should trade everybody. The right. the coach sucks. The general manager sucks. Get rid of them all. But <laughs> right. when it comes down to it, who's going to win? Oh, they are. What, why is that? <laughs> why if everybody if everybody sucks, everybody stinks, and everybody should be fired. Why should they win? 
Why, why, why was that? Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's Bruins fans. Like, it is. And I love them for it. Are. I love them for yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. First round game seven, Saturday night, May the 14th at Carolina. It is the biggest one of big ones. This will be the 29th game seven in Bruins history that leads the NHL. And that's probably why I have acid reflux and high blood pressure and all that. Cause there's been a lot of game sevens in my life. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of game sevens. There has been too many. I mean, there's, there's the, there was the, obviously the, the big comeback in 2013 against the Maple Leafs. Yeah. One of the great game sevens of all time. Well, 2011, they had game sevens against Montreal in the first round. Right. Mm-hmm. Then they right. had another game seven in, uh, <clears throat> I thought they had three game sevens in that run. They had they had Montreal, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. That was a game yeah. seven too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and Vancouver, and then Vancouver All game sevens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they had yeah they had those yeah they had those three. Uh, my most memorable one was probably the first one I remember. Is that Brad Park? Brad Park game seven. It was a yeah. game seven. Yeah, that was game seven when he scored that overtime goal yeah, against Buffalo. Really made me fall in love with him. Oh, absolutely! I think I went nineteen eighty three berserk. Oh my God, that was unbelievable! It was. Um, well, hopefully we have the same result yep. on Saturday night. Right, around the league, Pittsburgh and the Rangers. Pittsburgh leads three to two. Sidney Crosby may be out next game. Took a took a high hit from Truba. Jacob Truba. He tends yeah. to do that. Yeah, he a little high with the elbow. He, he tends to do that. I'm oh, not yeah. saying that that hit was dirty or anything because it didn't look to me like it was. But he tends to go in hard to hurt people. He does. He does intend to make it hurt. Mm-hmm. He absolutely does. Uh, Panthers and Capitals. Panthers lead three games to two. Maple Leafs and Lightning. Leafs lead three games to two and have a three to two lead in the third. Last I saw. Mm-hmm. So they may be winning this first round series for the first time in a long time. Um, and that might get them off to Schneid. Maybe they make a run after getting past the first round. Well, it can't happen. They don't. They haven't um, seen the Bruins yet, though. No, I haven't. No, uh, Calgary Flames up three to two on the Stars. The Blues lead the Wild three to two, and the Kings lead the Oilers three to two. I will say, I picked the Kings. We did this inside the rink. Writers picked the, you know, answered some questions about the upcoming playoffs, mm-hmm. and I said the biggest upset would be Kings Oilers because I just don't believe in that Oilers team. I mean, what's there to believe in? So they they are just, yeah, I, just as bad as the Leafs. Yeah, I mean, you you can't you can't win playoff series playoff games with two guys you can't no you can't no you can't i mean they have two of the and they have two of the best guys in the league but i mean that's just you you i mean they can't play 60 minutes so you can't you can't do it you can't win with two guys too top heavy there they've they've got two of the top five players in the league probably yeah and they and they and they can't win because you need a more complete team Mm -hmm. um and colorado waits for people they swept uh, Nashville four to nothing. Uh, rate and review for charity. One dollar to the Bruins Foundation for every rate and review on Apple or any rating on Spotify. You can go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. The shirts and uh, hoodies on there. You get a nice T-shirt when the weather is getting warmer. It's a nice day today. Holy smokes! Yeah, it was. Um, follow us on Twitter at Bruins Benders, uh, and uh, we will drop. The episode after Game 7 will be the Game 7 recap Saturday night just after the game. So join us, and hopefully the Bruins get a huge Game 7 road win in advance to the second round. If not, then 
There'll be a lot of summer cooler Bruins Benders podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's hey, a short. Go Bruins. Here we go, Bruins. Here we go. <laughs>